I mean, they've always paid overs for players who haven't delivered it. I mean, they've always... It is footy and frothies. <laughs> it is their Wednesday evening preview show. First time we've uh, doubled down this week, but hey, it's all happening in the world of uh, rugby league land, and Ollie, Barney and Daggy here to talk about it. Look forward to what looks like a very uh, impressive round three. Uh, at least half of it does. It's some interesting games coming. We'll talk about that very soon. Plenty of news, plenty going on. Uh, Oliver, you're out of ISO. Well done. Still with us. What's the news? Oh, I'm adjusting to uh, to real life again, to society. It's my first drink in 10 days. It's a wild thing. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm back. It's weird. I feel like I've come out of my cocoon a butterfly. Good work. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. Just, I'm back. All right, Barney, how are you? <laughs> You're going well, mate. It, it's nice to catch up a couple of days after we did the, the Zoom show. Uh, yeah, as you mentioned, there's some competitive games. It looks like there's going to be some, some good football this weekend, so absolutely looking forward to getting into that. Um, a couple of interesting bits and pieces around the traps, and, um, yeah, I've been enjoying the, the Braith Twitter as, <laughs> as we were just talking <laughs> off edge before then, but... How you going, mate? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, still kicking, getting plenty done. Easter sales are nearly upon us at the English Easter complex, but apart from that, going well. Enjoying the footy and uh, still need to catch up on the Sharks and Paragamer. We'll do that before next week, but I suppose a little dated by then. And it was uh, it was nice of our, our good fan, Braith Cognito to send in <laughs> that uh, that little tidbit about the Tigers there. Right? Everyone's got their own no, opinion. No, 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 no. I can't <laughs> believe Braith and Paul that the uh, Tigers used to always... Pay over for players that don't perform well. Yes. Sometimes we can only start in the mirror, can't we, boys? It's absolutely Spider-Man meme where they point <laughs> at each other. <laughs> That's why we named our Premier Award after him, and we'll continue to do so throughout this year. But it is footy and frothies. Thanks to everyone that's jumped on board the Facebook page in the uh, last week or two. Tremendous response. Thanks to some fine social media work from Oliver. Uh, well, and if I can jump in just quickly, sorry sure. to interrupt. If there's anyone out there who is a part of a rugby league fan group or whatever that would like us to start sharing the man of the match post that I've been putting up to said group, let me know. I'll join the group because um, that's how we're trying to grow our audience. Basically, I've been sharing each post into the fan group of the winning team. So if you're a part of a specific fan group that you think would like to see our man of the match post be shared into and think we could get a good... Um, a bit of interaction with, uh, then definitely let us know. Perfect. Uh, so big news of the week is it's finally time to announce the fact that Barney and I are going to Magic Round. We can't <laughs> wait. Absolutely. No, it should be a lot of fun. We're going to head up there and hopefully catch up with a few other shows and a few players and a few fans and have a lot of fun. Um, but no, the actual big news is we've launched our merchandise range courtesy of Rugby League Merch. You can check them out at rugbyleaguemerch.com. Is it dot au? I should have written it down. Yeah, it's dot com. Rugby League. Probably Google still Rugby League up. Merch. And uh, you'll find that. You'll find hats, beanies, steins, shirts, trucker hats, all sorts of good stuff up there. Bottle openers, very apt. Uh, and all tarred with our uh, fantastic new logo, courtesy of Scott Beebe. Absolutely. Did a great job there. Thank you, Scott. Uh, so fantastic support there. If you enjoy the show, jump on there, grab some gear and support us. Maybe help us buy a beer or two as well occasionally. So <laughs> very happy with all of that. And uh, keep your eyes peeled there because we'll have some more designs coming at some point. And, uh, yeah, it should be good. Well, I don't know about you boys, but thus far from what I've seen at least, the beanies seem to be pretty popular. Yeah. Coming up to winter time, people think they like the nice clean design of the beanie. People love a good beanie heading into winter, so... Absolutely. Oh, there's everything there, mate. The beer steins, I'm sure, will be popular amongst this crew, yeah. <laughs> and as you mentioned, the nice clean logo across the top of everything, um... If, if you guys have any ideas about something you'd like to see put on a shirt, let us know and we'll, we might even try to get it together. But yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're working on a couple of things, definitely. Uh, maybe a salute and slap shirt and a couple other ideas, but we'll, yeah, we'll release them as they come through. So very excited about that. Looking forward to seeing them uh, being adorned by the masses as we walk the streets of, <laughs> well, you know, Eastern Australia. Somewhere. Should we get into some footy? Might as well. Sure, why not? 
injury news that dust has settled in the days since we did our review show. It's a little bit tricky now. We've got to juggle and wait for judiciary and injury news. But uh, 2-0 confirmed six to eight weeks was the news out of Penrith. Obviously not ideal for them. But uh, Fisher-Harris has been named and apparently just bad bruising and I'll continue to monitor it and I really hope for Supercoach Stakes or sake even that uh, he does play. David Clemmer, at least another couple of weeks, got to have a clean-up on his knee. Lachlan Fitzgibbon, MCL, so there'll be another six to eight. Molitano will miss this week with HIA. Quick backup, just won't have time to clear protocol. Yeah, pretty and nasty gash on the, under the eye in the yeah, game there. Yeah, he's pretty good for that, actually. Isn't uh, and Harry Grant and his housemate Tyron Wishart have both tested... Well, Harry's tested positive for COVID to miss this week, and as a result, Tyron gets to sit out too. Yeah. There was some other mail floating around that potentially there was more contacts with him, but as of right now, that hasn't been confirmed. And I think that covers the injury news. Anything you want to touch on there, boys? Uh, I guess with the way COVID is, I wouldn't be surprised if in two days we hear a Wishart's tested positive as well. That's probably about the only sort of prediction I guess I can make on that. Well, Brian Tyre is a big out, obviously, for yep. the Panthers. Looks like Tyrone may may end up coming in and taking that position and um, possibly somebody you might be looking at at Supercoach if he's going to be holding that spot for six to eight weeks. But, um, yeah, I think that's that, that may hurt, hurt the Panthers out of their back end. Uh, it's still going to be better than the majority of teams that are running around, but it's not something that you really want to be dealing with. Uh, Fisher-Harris, if his bruising's that bad, I'd I'd, I'd be leaving him out for a week, realistically. Um, just give him that rest and make sure he can come back the week after. I feel but like it might be a case of there's not much left in the barrel, though, for Penrith. So quite possibly. They yeah. need all the troops. Then again, if there was... If they can get through, I reckon yeah. if they can get through 40 minutes with him and... Uh, Strap it right up, in a put position plenty where of padding he's right, on. I think that's the way they'll probably lean, but... Well, I think I sort of said this on Monday. As long as Isaiah is there until Cleary gets back... I think they should be okay as long as they're not versing uh, Roosters Melbourne, etc. But um, fingers touch what he doesn't. If he if he was to go down this week per se, then I think they're in a, a lot of trouble. Judiciary news: Jackson Hastings decided to fight his throwing charge and got through the full three weeks for it. Still completely baffling that no one has been banned for a cannonball, yeah. but for an up and under, here's three weeks. Jackson, thanks for coming. He might have missed the whole season if Trent Laurier had hit properly. So, was it Laurier? Who'd be playing the trials? No, it was. Um, That's the Roosters front row. Roosters yeah. front. Uh, uh, Collins. Yeah, Lindsay Apologise, Trent. Yeah. You tried to kill someone else. Um, <coughs> so that was the news out of there. So you know, who knows? By the time Jackson's back, Tigers might have a new coach. And <laughs> super coach. And maybe a new halfback. Yeah, and drop maybe Madden. a new super coach news, Barney. Yeah, so we went back. I I didn't mention the top scorers in each game from um, last round but uh, we wanted to as you said wait till the dust settled so we'll have a look at um, we'll recap we had the Storm 15 uh, beat the Rabbits 14 the top scorers in that game were Harry Grant with 92 points Jackson Paulo believe it or not was the second highest scorer on 81 Supercoach points and that just shows you how much they value attacking stats in Supercoach and Campbell Graham on 78 Supercoach points uh, we had the Dragons 16 play the Panthers 20, Kikau with 87 points, Ben Hunt with 75, and Appy Corusau with 71. Roosters 26 defeated Manly 12, Nat Butcher with 114 points, Satili Tupanua with 86, and then we had two other Roosters player bef- before you got down to Manly's Olakatau with 77 points. Uh, Warriors, sorry, Titans defeated Warriors 20 to 18, Mazu with 102 Supercoach points, Egan with 80. And Bo Firma with 77. Sharks 18, Parramatta 16. Nico Hines with 101 points. Kennedy with 87. And then Gutherson with 81. Cowboys 26 defeated the Raiders 6. Uh, Peter Hiku with 76 points. Hawira Naira with 69. And Tuolagi with 69 points. Newcastle defeated the Tigers 26-4. Gay Guy with 82 points. Frizzell with 80. And then Luciano Lelua with 73 points. We get to the final game of the round with the Dogs going down 10 points to 16 against the Broncos. Jeremy Marshall King with 100 Supercoach points. Herbie Farnworth with 84 and Braden Burns with 79. Fair calls. And um, so I asked you actually about our comp, not about the comp itself. But that's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, we didn't do the scores last week, so... Yeah, no, who's the it, belt it, holder? It, just do the belt. Oh, righty we can give. <laughs> I reckon from now we can give our interim scores in the review show. Do it in the fir- on the yeah. Monday show? All that production yeah, right. happens on air, guys. Absolutely it does, and that's why we're waiting for the Super Coach page to load because <laughs> I didn't actually write these ones down. Yeah, but <laughs> well, I, I could tell you for one, um, but we look good in our shirts. For fuck's sake. I, only, um, I, only one of us sitting here right now can say that they won a head-to-head well, game a head-to-head in our head-to-head league head-to-head, yes. on, um, on the weekend. I'm currently running 20th. <laughs> Are you the one that's last? I thought it was Zag. Adrian's oh, running know. 18th. I don't pay too much attention to mediocrity. Oliver's running seven. Oh, really? Oh, did, did I also win? Gump's Guns actually is leading he, he's the competition. Leading the goal, so <laughs> he's leading the goal. On four and against no, 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 with no, 187 no. points. Gump's not here. Who cares? Oh, Out of us, like, like is, is there a, a, a one win next to my name? Absolutely I'm pretty sure there, there is. is. I was losing the whole weekend against Flobs, and um, it was in. It was on the last day. I just want to say um, a wholehearted thank you to Tyson Frizzell and Payne Haas for absolutely... Ca- I think I was about 200 points behind, headed into the last day. Frizzell absolutely had a blinder. Jake Clifford helped out a bit. And then Payne Haas, my captain in the last game, absolutely killed it. I'm going to be sticking with him as long as I can. I'm, I'm loyal to him now after that performance. I'm pretty sure um, Big Puppy was... Uh, was it Nick that was leading last week or somebody... <laughs> Got who was yeah, actually Big Puppy's a champion. Big Puppy was the champion. So who did he play? He played Shania. Um, her team is Shanaka, who actually defeated him with 842 points against 832 points. So Shania takes the belt, and Shania will play me this week. Barney this week, <laughs> just in time to uh, yeah. Well, there you go, I don't think I've ever been rated lower in Supercoach in the six, seven to eight years that it's ever so been running. Who, so. who, who am I going to beat this week? <laughs> uh, I have actually in two different comps. I'm playing Gump and I'm playing Ollie this week. So yeah. Oh, and the footy and we'll find out well, how uh, that all goes. I haven't looked at I, I'm yet, not so. feeling too scared going up against the bloke who's run third last. But anyway, you're anyway, actually playing Josh, whose team's name is the Storm in the Footy and Frothies League. Ah. Where am um, I playing Daggy then? In the average Joe's League, that's a different chat. Oh, okay. All right, so I'm still, I'm we've bored people up. enough. The question I want to get to we is... We have Gump up against Adrian, actually, in, the, so in you're gonna our lose. matchups for Glad the you footy and to me, David, so. Thank you. Um, is it panic stations yet? Not for me. It is for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I've boosted both weeks. I'm, so. I'm up on my high horse. Uh, I haven't how, made how any much, changes. Well... You've got the option there. There's going to be the, the good thing is there is a spate of people who subscribe to the uh, "Let's All Buy Tommy from the Start" theory, and they're about to lose a mint. So <laughs> good for them. There is also plenty of other people who, like me, have Angus Cry and others. They're all about to lose a mint as well. So do you just uh, cl- it, clench your teeth and hold tight, or do you are you looking for other players? Oh, it all comes down to how you think they're going to go over the next three to four weeks. Um, I lost. I think my entire centre wing bench in the first first round of Supercoach. So I've been scrambling ever since. I, I decided I need to take one trade last week because I know I'm going to need him at the back end of the year. But I've punched out two scores of a roughly 800. So <laughs> I'm in like yeah, the bottom so 25% of the competition. But I think cause it's pretty condensed at the moment. There's, if you can pull out a score around the thousands or higher, you're going to jump a lot of places over the next couple of weeks. So I don't think there's too much to be... Overly worried about unless unless you're looking at blokes that are injured for more than four to six weeks. That's when you're going to have to start juggling people around. Um, form's pretty temporary at the moment. It generally takes, especially the big guys, three to six weeks for them to warm up and start getting into their work unless their name's Payne Haas. Um, the rest of them, the, the big guys, you can sort of um, sit on and wait a little bit. I think there there is a few issues with cheapies, and you know there's been a couple dropped, a couple injured. Yeah, Schiller's gone. There's uh, we'll get through them as we go. Schiller's out of the team. If you're banking on him, Schneider's come back. Uh, Tuvalungi's gone. So there's some issues. I think Harry Grant was the most traded in player before today. <laughs> so um, a lot of those are going to be reversed. Yeah. And I'm just copying Harry. I'll just leave him there for now. Well, I've got a question. If you started with him, there's no point trading him out one week. But At least my big question for this week to ask you boys is um, Guzzi Crichton, obviously named on the bench for some yeah, reason. I, I, He's in I, my starting I, side. Do I stick with him? I, I pulled the parachute on Cam Murray last week and regretted it. I'm going to hold on to Angus this week right. so for I, now. So, to those like me before. who've got Crichton in their side, well, it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of money to go and if yeah. you're happy to go and use some trades. 
you can make a lot of money right in the next week because he's going to lose a lot. If you choose You've to sell him... You've got 600-odd to spend now. You could go and bring in, oh, let's say Bo Fermor and a couple yeah. of others, have a quick flip, and then... You can have, you can be, you afford to buy him back and then have some. Well, I've got Clifford as well. But you got your burning trades. Is he supposed to be making a fair bit of money? Clifford will be making Clifford? seventy or eighty grand probably uh, on projections. I believe uh, I did have him in. I might put him back in. I've got to think about it. But I actually went and grabbed Brimson. Yeah, because I've got him, I've got him on my bench because so. I feel like I can probably the way AJ played last week, having only watched the highlight reel. I feel like he's going to be scoring points at six. I think he's going to have a lot of hands on ball and might be a better long-term prospect than Clifford. But Clifford is a lovely cash cow if you want to just pick and flip. Um, if you don't have Max King, he's about to make 50 grand. If you don't have... And then the other two I want to mention, for me at least, uh, is having been very anti-Knights in a season build-up, mm-hmm. you can trust Frizzell and Gago if you want to go get them. If you don't have them, yep. Tyson Frizzell is going to have a killer. Like if they keep the play in the way they're playing... He might be as good as anyone in the comp. Uh, Dayton was asking about Papaihi. Where is that? Parapapi, not. Yeah, well, he's still, I'm pretty sure he's averaging um, around 60 points, which is, that's, you know, pretty close to keeper status in most positions on the field. So I'd, I wouldn't be moving Papaihi out of anybody's team. Is there anyone you're looking to either. Well, my trade this week, or I've actually. Um, um, pick and flick or. As I mentioned, I had a lot of um, young guys go down in my centre wings um, that were the cheapies to start with. So I've gone with, um, I've taken Selwyn Cobbo, who was my second fullback, and I've moved him out of fullback into the centre position to try and um, free up some space there. And I've moved Nico Hines back into my second fullback. Um, he's been fantastic for the Sharks, and if the Sharks go Nico's well, he's going to be there. He's 50, so. Yeah. He's not going to lose money, I can't imagine, no. in the next and couple of weeks. I would imagine if the Sharks win games, he's generally going to be pushing out 70 to 100 points. So no, I think he's a pretty safe option as a second fullback. He could even be a starting fullback, realistically, because oh. even some of those guys are only punching out 60 to 70 at the moment. And Nico's coming off the back of 100, and I think he got high 60s in the first game as well. So... And um, as you mentioned, Max King in the in the front row. I've used Jules to get Isaac Targo back down to my centre wing to strengthen up there, and um, then moved a second rower into the front row. And I've got Max King into the into I, the I front really row think position. That, uh, so he's going to make a ton of money. Even coming off the bench, he's been playing fifty minutes and putting up fifty to sixty super coach points. He's as close to bottom dollar as you're going to get, and he's going to make a couple perfect, hundred grand. He's the absolute perfect. Spare front row right now. And he may even end up in the in their front row in their starting rotation. You probably come should, a couple of weeks honest, from now. Because so. uh, they keep moving. Um, or they've had TPJ there before, mm, but leave Vaughan and, and on Bazza the bench likes, for a bit. It, and if get there's him one out thing there Trent does like, is a, a late male forward <laughs> change. So the only other probably comments on Supercoach I'll make is CT Dubs this year all look very mediocre. Any jewels you can get in there, I'd be looking at. So your Bo Firmers, your Tyron, your Sloans, uh, your who did you mention just before? Targo. Yeah. All those, just get get them in there. They're going to do quite well. And the other one, which I've been asked a little bit, if you've had David Feeder from the start, I wouldn't sell him just yet, no. even though he's a big, you know, big <laughs> drinks milk from a saucer. Um, they're about to play Canberra and the Tigers, and they're the two. He, he can score. He'll score hat tricks the next two weeks. It's only going to take one game where I'll he scores cry. two tries. And yeah, but yeah. so if you, I know it looks bad on paper, but seriously, Canberra and Tigers on the horizon. He's only due to lose thirty-five k or something this week. So yeah. at the end of the day, you've still probably got another two weeks to sit back and watch and he, see what he happens. Will, he will so. be licking his chops knowing he gets to score three tries this week because doesn't want to have him do with the tough work in the middle. But yeah. now Canberra's on the horizon. He's going to be laying there with his little. Hugging his little pillow, happy as Larry. So. Well, um, I've, I've just realised something on air as well. I've got to trade out Brian Toto. Mm-hmm. I've got eight hundred and forty-one thousand to spend. I can literally get anyone, and still have about three hundred thousand. The top price player at the moment, Stan Gagai. Who do I go with? What's his price? Oh, Five ninety-nine. So I'm still going to have. He's yeah, still going to have uh, another two hundred. So Gagai is. I'd be happy to take Dane because I don't even against Penrith. That's probably the question yeah. up against Penrith yeah, this week. Long term, if you, I think Dane's gonna, over the course of this year, Dane's going to do quite well. I'm just going to. So for the yeah, whole, so in terms of this, like a long term uh, investment guys, as I well. I would look at gay guy. Uh, otherwise, it's McKaylee. 
Yeah, Ravaloa, no. I think Gay Guy probably is your best option. Gay um, Guy's your best option. You've got a cheaper option in Hiku, but they're not going to probably keep scoring points the way if they have recently. Yeah, if you're going a bit shorter, I'd be no. looking at... Campbell Graham's still punching out good numbers this yeah, year. absolutely. And Zach Lomax is still on the way back. If you're looking for another duel, it's still... Jury's still, jury's still a little bit out, but we've spruiked you from the start of the year. Uh, you and eight can can crowbar in there, but well, I suppose even if if I get Gag on, then I have two hundred and fifty k left over. So I might as well. If you're happy with that, you can you can upgrade it on your want for two fifty k next week, or Done. do it this week if you really want to. <laughs> Trade completed on air. Look at that. And that's enough. That's a good thing about having Super a novice. Coach Waffle. Last bit of housekeeping, Barney. Do you want to talk us through the PCTC results? Absolutely. So overall, the. The top seven are all tied on 12 points out of 71 um, competitors in our tipping competition. Fishmonger is the best of them all with uh, on margins with a 20% minus in his margins. Uh, we actually had a player go the full round this week, which I completely don't understand. But I well, do because, did you look at his name? Godly GT89, mm. yes. Well done, I've got a full round. Our, um, the best players in the footy and frothies competition are Flobs on 12 points. And Ollie the Oracle on 12 points. Who's that? Flobs just edging out Ollie on the margins. Oh, I bet him in Supercoach. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> just behind them, we have Jen Jen and Kaz Lads on 11 points. That's third and fourth in the Fruity and Froffies comp. I'm in fifth on 10 points, 18th overall in the competition. And Daggy is... On eight points, he is running 10th in the footy and profies comp and 44th in the overall competition. You're not having a good go of anything right now, are you? Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> so, so sorry, I Thanks. shouldn't. Thanks, Oliver. <laughs> I mean, no, it's good. Anything no, no rugby league. Right? He's a fantastic uh, father oh, and partner. No, no, no. I mean, oh, come uh, on, mate. Well, I mean, rugby league related. I'm doing no. sound. No, racing's not going much. Although I did tip many a winner today at uh, Work Farm, but no. A good day simple. today. It's, yeah, all, good. it's all coming and up. did it's tip all a golden slipper winner on uh, Show Us Your Tips. You can find that as well twice a week on the YouTube and Spotify. It's all coming up. Millhouse. Dagster. Mm. Something like that. Mm. Very nice. Very evil. So... Let's get to, uh, that's all the housekeeping, yes, let's it get is. to Thursday night, Dragons and Sharks. This is a game I could sit and rack my brain about for a while, but the major news is Mbai comes in for McCulloch, and uh, we do get Jackson Board, uh, Jackson Board, ching what? What? Second, <laughs> just gotta find the sound effects. There uh, we are. <laughs> and, uh, Jack Gozowski comes back onto the bench. Wrong, but anyway, very good. If <laughs> <laughs> um, Equivalu comes in for Molotano, who's missing out, Talakai comes in as well. Uh, Braden Trindle added to the extended bench. Not quite sure here, but uh, Ollie, you can lead us away, Mr. Oracle. I think this is going to be a really good game, not only because where the two sides are currently at, but. The past couple of years, no matter where they've sort of been on the ladder, it's always been a close game. Of course, a local derby, I don't know how much that feeds into that really, but we just seem to get a good game between these two sides. I'm actually going to go to the Dragons here in a bit of an upset, and the main reason I'm tipping the upset is Ben Hunt. Both sides have got a dynamic back line, and I'm really excited to look at that battle. Both sides have got sort of an up-and-down forward pack, but where it comes down to for me is the halves. Matt Moylan is very up and down, as Barney would know more than any of us. Nico Hines, I think, is still... He kicked the match winner, whatever. He was decent against Parramatta, but I think he's still finding his feet a bit. I'm putting it all on the experienced halfback, who I think... We'll, we'll talk about it on Monday. is rivalling DC, I think, for a Queensland jumper and possibly... Uh, I'm not saying he plays for Australia, but maybe a spot in a squad later this year. Um, I'm pinning this all on Ben Hunt, so I'm going to say Dragons 1-12. to Ben Hunt, man of the match with a, a game-controlling masterclass. But I'm going to say first try scorer Sione Kurtol because I think it's going to be a very back-and-forth game. He'll just be the difference maker. I'm going to agree with you. I, after uh, sitting and pondering and staring into my, the bottom of my glass in front of me, or my fantastic footy and frothy Stein, which you can uh, purchase from Rugby League Merch, I've gone Dragons 1-12. to I'm going to go Michaeli Ravalawa first try score because I do love me some Ravalawa. And for the same logic, I think it's going to be an even game. And I think Ben Hunt's game control is in the top three or four in the comp. Uh, maybe after watching Brisbane, maybe in the top three, to be honest with you. And uh, I think he will be the difference 
in a close game. Baron? Yeah, I can't disagree with you too much. I'm a Sharks supporter, so I'm going to go with the Sharks. Um, I don't understand how Andrew Fafita gets a spot in front of Royce Hunt on the bench, but um, we'll see if that actually plays out that way come game day. Uh there's X-Factor in quite a few different positions. Both teams have got a fullback that could cause havoc. They've got centres and wingers that are very good finishers and um, they have their flick passes and the different things that are going on there. Ben Hunt probably does add an edge in in uh, the halfback position, but I think Nico just seems to be warming to the task and hopefully if he can hold his own there, I think the Sharks may just have an edge through the middle. I think... Um, You've got guys like McGuinness and Finnecane, which I've been spruiking since the preseason. I think they will make the Sharks' middle that little bit harder to get through than some of the Dragons' defenders in that middle, and I think the Sharks might just get a roll on, which could lead to a few more points. They're not going to win by much if they do win, but I've got Sharks 1-12. to I think Kennedy will be man of the match and first try score. Something we don't, haven't done a great deal since our first year, but um, key matchups. Is Raymond and Lomax head-to-head this oh, week, Mark? Absolutely. How, yeah. how, do you, how does that sit with you? Oh, well, there's, realistically, Lomax has probably got an edge in attack. Um, just the way he can set up his outside, uh, his, his defenders, uh, sorry, his attackers on the outside and the inside of him. He seems to have a better ball-playing game than Ramian, but I think Ramian's slightly a better, a stronger ball runner. So, uh, and in defence, they both do have a couple of issues to work mm. with. So, uh, I think that'll probably be one of the biggest matchups of the entire game, to be honest, and it could well decide the, the game in this one. I just think the Sharks have that, little, as I said, a little bit more size in the middle and probably their defence is that fraction stronger. Um, the halves matchup will be terrific. Uh, ben Hunt up against Nico. He's in charge of the side now, Nico Hines, so it's, and he's up against probably close to one of the best halfbacks in the game. So if he's ever going to show where he's at at this point in the comp, it's going to be this weekend. Hunt would have to be, and obviously because Cleary's been out and... Jerry Evans hasn't been that good. We've only it's had one game for the, the form yeah. Australian halfback in the competition. You know, I would love because they usually for a World Cup squad pick three spine players in each position. He genuinely could be that third Easily. jersey taker. Because he could also play, uh, play nine. Of course, oh, actually, I, I hadn't thought of that. And yeah. yeah, easily because you wouldn't, you couldn't pick Damien Cook in a. He'll get. Fit. I, I think he'll he'll be. They'll pick picked. him because he'll he, get picked. Because Mal actually picked, doesn't watch football; he just turns up and coaches. Well, that might also help um, Ben Hunt being picked because he was picked in the last squad and usually yeah. in the Queensland honestly, squad. But Harry Grant, yeah, walks but into the team and then yeah. And Whereas Ben a, Hunt can play both. You yeah. got a similar matchup in the centres on the other side, actually. But you flip it around. You got Moses Sully, who's a obviously a much stronger ball runner than Tracy, but Tracy's a ball player who can mm. set up his outside and inside men. So well, Tracy, the edges really, are going to be Tracy's really interesting in this one. Yeah, it's it's definitely suspect, yeah. <laughs> but so is Moses Sully, realistically. Yeah, yeah. I feel so. like as well, and I'm not saying he should play there. I definitely don't think he should. But Tracy's still primarily a five eight, right? That's his. Well, that's where he's going to go to the Warriors and play, yeah. I would imagine. When he, uh, sorry, that's uh, Metcalf. Metcalf yeah. yeah, but um, yeah. Tracy's yeah. in very much the same mould. They're a ball runner and a ball player. They're not so much someone Metcalf that defends in the centres. Metcalf might end up there sooner rather than later if uh, they can find somewhere to offload. Possibly. Obviously, Nick Arima's out of. Anyway, let's get to this game. And and you've talk got Tyrell Sloan and Kennedy as well. That's going to be a big matchup in this mm. in this game as well. Two young fullbacks making their way through. So. Tigers take on. Uh, the Warriors, 6pm Friday night. Tigers, welcome back. Tamo and Jacob Little. It hasn't been made official according to the couple of pages I've double-checked, but Jackson Hastings won't be there. Whether Drock plays 6 or 7, we'll find out. Luke Garner comes back in the same lineup. Kelmator Lungi gone. And Don't understand that. And Seifarth goes off the bench so they can play two hookers, which I also... If I was picking a team off last week, Tyrone Peachy would be sitting at number 22. But anyway, <laughs> um, Nikarima starting at seven for the Warriors, their third halves combination in three weeks. The new look Brisbane. Goodbye. <laughs> I, um, I'm tipping the Warriors. I, I've vowed I'm not going to tip the Tigers again until I have any more confidence. Warriors 1-12, to 12, just because Tigers were so god-awful. Which probably makes some morals. Jacob Arthur will score a try over that. <laughs> Pokey playing geek James Roberts and uh, Josh Caron man of the match because he's Josh Caron and he's awesome. <laughs> Barn. Yeah, we no, can't argue too much with that to be honest. Um, yeah, the the Tigers have been too bad to believe last week. Uh, 
I don't understand how they can put in a performance like Melbourne. Oh, actually, I can because it's the Tigers. But when you, you can put in a performance like that against Melbourne and match them for the majority of the game and then come out and play the way they did against Newcastle. It's not like they were absolutely destroyed all over the field by someone running amok. They just did not... The majority of the side did not turn up at all. Um, you, you dropped to Alungi, who's been one of the better players. And, yeah, I... It all this is what spells frust- It's been three me. years now with Madge there, and it's been oh, we have to make changes, and they just name you just know that the same one to seventeen is going to come out. Go and put Jock in. Go and say no, we're picking Jock. Go and say we're going to pick whoever. Go and say we're going to pick uh, some of those Jersey flag front rowers. Whatever. Like just have a crack. It's just as I mentioned on Monday's show. Yeah. There's not enough mongrel in this forward pack for the uh, for the Tigers. No, Blake made him alive. And if yeah, Gosh. if you're looking for mongrel, there's a couple of uh, mongrels in this Warriors team in Fanua, Blake, and Karen. And I think that'll be the reason why the Warriors. I was going to go 13 plus, but I think there might just be a you know the Warriors do their thing and switch off, and the Tigers get a few points here and there. So I've gone Warriors one to twelve. Josh Karen's been close to their best player both games this year, so I'm going to tip him man of the match. And again, with Rocco Berry, Rocco Berry um, made a couple of errors in the last game, and I think he'll have a point to prove, and I think he might get over for the first try in this game. I'm actually going to go to the Tigers here because rugby league is a weird thing. Because it's rugby league. It's rugby yep. league. <laughs> the Tigers will probably lose their next three games after this one, and convincingly, but I think this week they might get that bit of respite and actually win a game, sort of because they have to as well. Uh, neither of these teams are going to do that well in 2022, so they'll both be seeing this as a a game they should be winning. Otherwise, yeah. it's panic stations. I'm going to go the Tigers 1-12. First try scorer, I'm going to go with... You know what? I'll probably go with uh, Rocco Berry as well, just because I think it will be back and forth for a while. I'm not saying either team overly gets the edge. Um but the man of the match in this one, I'm actually going to say Luciano Leilua because he's, other than Jackson Hastings, who's out for the next three weeks, one of the only players at the Tigers who sort of looked like anything, well, I guess I you could really say, recently. there's not silly buggers and they give Jock Madden an actual three weeks to be somebody as well. That would be the logical but conclusion. Yeah. I'm also looking, right, at the Tigers from two to five. Woeful against Newcastle. Woeful. I compare them to the Warriors 2-5, to five and I'm thinking, if you want to sort of make a statement and show that you want to bounce back from this, it's doable against this Warriors 2-5. to five. So that's what I'm really going to be looking at. Uh, Mamale got his try, but he's really got to stop with the errors. Guildhart, I'll be honest, he made 14 tackles. Ten of them came in the last five minutes when the game was gone, and he just sort of wanted to show that he's a first grader, you know what I mean? Where's that? I look at that, and I think, where's that consistent effort throughout yeah. well, you can say the about game. the Tigers the whole thing. All of a sudden, yeah. they, the kick yeah. chase only started in the 70th minute, yeah. but we talked about that. Yeah, and of course, James Roberts, if he's still got the speed, this is a game where you can well and truly put it on display. And David Offaluma, two years ago, at least I was saying, I remember at the end of the year, that I thought he should have been included in the New South Wales squad. Where's that David Offaluma? Again, all of these players could play to their best against this Warriors 2-5, yeah, so that's what I'm looking at. The one is the Tigers halfback. Because there's no point, like, uh, um, yeah. what's the point? Any, like, yeah, I know. Exactly, exactly, yeah, like, exactly, 100%. And he'll be better at there. There is mail around about Canterbury being interested and Canberra being interested. It is actually baffling why they didn't just let him go in November and start again. But anyway, let's move on. Anything else? No. Roosters South Friday night at ANZ. What's it called now? A core stadium. A core. Sorry, do either of us know what a core is? Yeah, they're a hotel group. Okay. Okay. Okay, It's on my pen. (laughs) <laughs> Footy and Froffy is sponsored by a call cool stadium. Yeah. Yes. Send me a hotel. A call. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so Liam Knight comes back onto the bench. Cameron Murray turns out he's a good player and will start this week. Uh, Cameron, Angus Crichton, who I thought was a good player, will not start this week. He's going to be on the bench. <laughs> and uh, Nat Butcher does start after his two-try effort. Satili's been cleared. Siswa is named as he should have been. And uh, Manu and Billy Smith both cleared. Billy Smith on the wing with Moroski Manu in the centres now. So they've probably just gone out. Oh, there's Jackson Paulo. Billy, just stand there and look at him. Um, <laughs> what are you, Ollie, what are you doing? Uh, well, I do really like the move of Momorowski 
Absolutely. He's a centre. And defensive. He's a 100%. And I don't mind, especially Billy Smith with the injury concern, sort of a bit of a smaller smaller body. Yeah, I didn't realise how small he was. In my head, he was a... Yeah. Give him a bit of extra time, a bit of space. I definitely like this move. I have a feeling the Roosters might eat South Sydney alive here because they've still got that bit of a chip on their shoulder after losing to Newcastle in week one. Sure, they beat Manly, but Manly are not a very good team at the moment. So, And, and neither are Souths, really, but to sort of make that statement, I don't think the Roosters have beaten South Sydney in a couple of years or something. So there's that as well added with the rivalry. I feel like the Fords may eat South Sydney alive here. That's what I'm tipping here, not to sound too much like Spud Carroll, but uh, I think the Roosters may win this one through the Fords, even though Guzzi Crichton's coming off the bench, and I think he may have a real impact on this game still off the bench. Yeah, the upside of that is, he, potentially, they could slot him in where they need him. He might even play yeah. in the middle. They could put him, might even play him a little bit at lock. He yeah. Just um, get him hands on ball, which hasn't happened. He's been, yeah. last week they played all left, and he, he stands out the right and uh, waits for his yeah. hair to grow back. <laughs> well, um, my man in the match for this one, I'm going to say Victor the Inflictor has a big game or he's going to take someone's head off and get five weeks. I'd be back judiciary. in five weeks. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> do, doesn't he, usually when he gets suspended, it's against South Sydney, isn't it? He yes. usually takes someone head, head off, but yeah. I'm hoping it's sort of a controlled aggression and he runs for big metres, makes a lot of tackles. That's sort of what I'm tipping here. Uh, That's a fun, isn't it? No, you wouldn't do it. It's almost a funny thing. It almost... Move Angus to thirteen for twenty minutes and and start Victor off the bench and just it might be in. worse. But <laughs> well, maybe after twenty minutes they might do that. They'll see. Do that switch, I can't see anyone going into thirteen in front of Radley. But, no. but um, I'm going to say first try scorer. I'm going to say Nat Butcher crashing over. As I said, I think this will be a heavily forward dominated game. Uh, and my man of the match, I'll go Luke Carey with the game control, getting the forwards good ball. I just had a complete... Oh, sorry. I went Victor, man of the match already. What am I... Yeah. Co-man of the match. No, I'll go with Victor. I just had a completely random thought. Um, if Manu isn't cleared, maybe they start Crichton at centre. Quite possibly. Yeah. Because if, if, he if he's still on the protocol... Then yeah. do you bring... Oh, Hutchison's already there, so you'd bring maybe... Oh, you'd bring um, Saluka for feeder, probably. No, I can't. No. Crichton, remember back end of last year, Crichton played yeah. centre and like owned... Whoever is playing. But anyway, yeah, I, I, as I mentioned, as Ollie mentioned, I think Souths are not as good as, um, you know, they're, they're, I don't, sorry, the Roosters. I, I don't think Melbourne are as good as they were last year. I don't think they've had a really good performance this year. They struggled against I agree. the Tigers. Um, what they about struggled Souths? against Souths. Well, Melbourne. Uh, sorry, <laughs> they, they, they struggled against, they've struggled both weeks. Um, and I think they flooded Souths with the way that Souths came back in the back end of that game. I can't push it out to thirteen plus just because of the book of feuds and the you know th- if yeah. there's going to be a game that they're going to be up for it's going to be this one. They do um, seem to flog each other though, don't they? South seem like, to defend okay in the middle, uh, but they don't have the go forward. No, that's mine. Get yeah. out of it. <laughs> but I think it's going to be a battle of the left edges. To be honest, I think Teddy on that sweet play out to the left uh, looked like Souths were starting to get some sort of continuity on that left edge when Milne went in there at the back end of the game. So I can see a few points coming down the left edges of both sides. I think the Roosters will start better and just hold on that little bit longer than Souths and uh, we'll have the Roosters at 1-12. to Man of the match, Teddy, I think he's going to have his hands all over this one. He's going to be putting people in for tries if he's not scoring him himself. And I think Billy Smith may actually score the first try off a, a cutout from Teddy in the corner. I think you just took... Uh, all the words out of my mouth. I, I'm when I get to para. You're kissing me. Correct. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to take the narrative that Melbourne were carried by Harry last week, which means I don't think. Well, which whatever you rambled on a bit there. Um, <laughs> Souths. What you said about Souths is right. They suck. They're going to. Uh, but I'm going to go 13 plus. I'm going to yep. go Satilli first try because uh, he had spiders in him last week, and if he can get in that sort of clear air early and. Uh, reach somebody. and lumb and trample. He's going to be good. And I agree, Teddy's going to have the sweet play going. He's going to involve an easy one. He'll be man of the match. Uh, we will be waxing lyrical about one J to Esco come this time next week. Uh, I, I was going to say, just quickly as a question, because I feel like it's weird we don't bring him up. Is Latrell going to have much impact in this one in the end? 
depends on the forward pack, and I think South's forwards going to get owned. I think the Roosters' forward pack will really dominate them. Yeah, Latrell will be fine uh, there, but you know what's... I think it's someone like Robbo who's going to easily cater the fact that he's going to double down on their right side defence and what they're going to do. I can see South scoring 12 to 18 points and I think Latrell will be involved in pretty much all of them and I can see the Roosters scoring about 20 to 24 points. So. That's exactly right. I think I think 12 points South and Latrell with a try and a try assist. And his try will probably be taking three blokes with him and yeah, it'll be Latrell. Saturday afternoon kicks off with Penrith taking on Newcastle. 2-0, uh, obviously out for six to eight weeks, with Tyler and May coming onto the wing. They've named Nathan Cleary on the extended bench, so we'll wait and see on that one. And for Newcastle, Barnett comes into the starting team for Fitzgibbon. Croker comes onto the bench. Ollie, lead us away here. I'm not going to put too much stock into the Cleary Rumors, no, I guess yet. that he'll be back because I don't think he will. I assume it means he's probably right for next week. Yeah, because they said at least round four. He'd I be reckon back. he was I probably right last back. week and they'll give him this week as well and then he'll be fine the week yeah. after. I think this is a little bit of mind games just um, and now, uh, including him into the extended bench and it's for that reason I'm going to say man of the match, Isaiah Yo. Just doing Who's going to win? Doing the same. Well, Penner. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> playing the same role that he has. Margin. Yeah. The past sort of well, the past two weeks really, uh, one to twelve, Penrith, and I'm going to say first try scorer uh, Stephen Crichton. I'm going to go Penrith one to twelve. I'm going to give Newcastle some kudos here, and this might slap the kudos out of them. We'll find out a lot this week. I'm actually going to go first try scorer Dane Gay Guy against the play. I'm going to say it might be... I reckon they'll be up and out this game for the first 15 and a little dive over or a cheeky one-on-one from Gay Guy might be first try. But they'll fight back. And I 100% agree with you that Isaiah, if he is fit and on form, will be the difference potentially in this game. Because it's easy to uh, say Penrith have been great and they have. Casualty after casualty starts catching up after a while, and if uh, I'm hoping their forwards are all here, looking forward to a tremendous contest, Barn. Yeah, I've got um, I've got a few questions about the Penrith forward pack. To be honest, um, I know Fisher Harris has been named, but if he's carrying bruising on his shoulder, he's not going to be whacking blokes like he has been in the yeah. first two games. Um, Liam Martin and Kickow are very strong ball runners, but uh, they did both do have issues in their defence. The Neither are Nathan Heinemarsh, are they? Absolutely not. Um, that leaves Yo busting his backside to make covering tackles through the middle. Uh, you've got new, the Newcastle side who have been probably close to the best forward pack in the comp uh, in the first two rounds. I can see Newcastle getting on the front foot early for the first at least 15 to 20 minutes of this game, which leads to the sweet play out to the left with Ponga coming back into the team with the... I think it'll be a short ball to Gay Guy, as you mentioned, for a barge over and first try score for Newcastle. But I think Penrith will eventually get the ascendancy with the grind in the game. Apicorosau has blown my mind with his form in the first two rounds, so I'm going to go with him man of the match. I can see him darting in and around when Newcastle get a bit lazy through the middle and giving good time and space. And like, His service is fantastic out of dummy half. He's... One of the better guys that with the ball off the ground getting good clean ball out to his halves and I think he sets the game up for Penrith and wins the man of the match. No, it didn't work. Never mind. Move on. Um, <laughs> I was gonna, why isn't that working, actually? That's a good question. Anyway, let's move on. I agree, but, and, um, but how much... What would be too, uh, a bridge too far for Penrith? If, if Newcastle came out hot and are down 12-0, would you be... Panic station straight away. Yeah, Penrith would... I think Penrith, more than 12 points in the first 20 minutes, Penrith would struggle to come back from. I'd, I know they've got some really good, strong ball runners on the edges, but as I said, I think um, that the middle defence may be tested in this game against the Newcastle pack that's been really strong, which we did none of us gave credit to them for at the start of this mm-hmm. year, but they've been super strong through the middle. Their halves have been serviceable and they've actually been giving good clean ball to their centres and their strike players out wide as well. So I can see um, Newcastle causing quite a few problems for Penrith, but I think Penrith will end up scrapping their way out of this one, 1-12. to And I'm really excited about Appy. Oh, mate, he's been fantastic. As I said, 
I can't believe the um, his form coming. Like he was fantastic. What a year, year and a half ago when he first came from Manly and everyone gave him the plaudits and he was just getting through doing his work. But the first two rounds this year, he's back to some of the best form he's ever played in the NRL. You had a very good final series as I mean, well. They've always paid overs for players who haven't delivered it. And, I mean, they've always paid overs for players who haven't delivered it. And yep. Happy next year. Anyway. Good old Brave Vic Cognito, eh? Yeah, Dad. Cool. I think Brave said it all. Looking forward to it. Good game. Yes. I'll be the races. Storm, take on the Eels. No Harry, no Wishart. The cheese on the extended bench. Interestment. I assume maybe Kenny Bromwich might be the hooker or Nicarima. I think Jaden Nicarima will probably might come get a in start to play there. nine. They're really struggling they as a don't club with pull cheese you know, out of four hookers. But Cheese could realistically play in a dinner suit and just pass out of dummy half if that's all they well, want him to do. That's a hand injury. If they could probably tape him up and yeah, just know, get him to pass out of the hooker and... But anyway, uh, and uh, for Penrith, Nathan, uh, for Penrith, for Parramatta, Nathan Brown starts at lock, and Greg comes onto the bench for Arthur Barney. What are you doing here? This made, made this, me hum a lot. Yeah, me too, actually. Um, Parramatta can put points on at will at different times. You saw that in the trial game against Penrith, even though it was against a um, an understrength team. At times against the Sharks, they looked like if they wanted to score points, they would. Um, but then seemed to fall into a big hole as well. And as I mentioned earlier, um, I don't think the Storm are anywhere near their best, and they have struggled in the first two games of this year. So I, c- I actually think this game's going to be a pretty messy affair, to be honest. It's going to be tough through the middle, but I think there's going to be a, quite a few errors when the ball gets spun out to the edges, and there's going to be a few issues there. Uh not having that direction out of hooker, it comes back to either Hughes or Munster to take control of this game and um, set up Pappenhausen on the inside or give some good clean ball to the, the centres and the wingers. I think it's just that fraction edge class with the Storm and they've been doing it year after year for however long. So I'm going to stick with the Storm. I was very tempted to tip the Eels in this game, but I'm going to go Storm 1-12. to Cameron Munster, man of the match. Um, he was a little bit wishy-washy last week, but... He's only getting, you know, he looks fitter than he has for years. And I think if he can take control of this one, put um, Justin Nolan away for the first try scorer, I'll be a pretty happy man. I am going to, I yeah, I'm Denard as well. When in doubt, I've stuck with Melbourne 1-12. to 12. They'll find a way. Generally, when they find a way lately, it has been through Jerome Hughes. So he'll be my man of the match. And the difference in, I agree, sloppy game. Uh, a bit of mess going on in about the 65th minute. Jerome go, you know what, I'm just going to start running the ball and I'll find someone to come with me and we'll be right. Um, and I'm going to go Remus Smith, first try scorer off, uh, like you said, similar setup off a Munster ball crashing over. Out wide, Oliver. I'm going to go Melbourne here as well. 1-12. to 12. I'm going to say it's a close game. My man of the match, actually, a bit of a spicy one here. I'm going to go with mm. Josh King, just because I mm. thought he was decent last week. Belly Aches had a lot of good things to say about him since he joined the club. Um, the famous pre-season boot camp that he sends all the new players on. Apparently one of the best. Appar- yeah. Well, one of the best ever, apparently. He's been at the boot He's camp been fantastic too, both Belly rounds. Aches, yeah. But isn't it amazing? Because what's he, like 27, 28? He's an older fellow, Josh King. He's not the youngest he, guy, but he, if you're looking is, for... A not, not a knock on him, but I'm saying like they're... Isn't it amazing how Melbourne find these he just players? Does it. Yeah. yeah, we'll yeah. get it out of him. Yeah, yeah Supercoach as well. If you're looking for a back rower at a yeah. decent price, yeah. So I'm going to go Josh King to um, meet the grind there and get man of the match uh, and first try scorer. I'm going to go Tom Opacek. I'm going to say Parish score first. Very good. Uh, we get to the main event on Saturday night. We go down to Bruce Stadium. It's still called Bruce. Whatever it is. Bruce Stadium. GIO Stadium. Yeah, Bruce Stadium. Raiders and Titans. Uh, James Schiller goes out for Canberra. Rappana and Kotrick come in, so it doesn't help my super coach at all either. (laughs) I feel like this show's been a lot about me. Uh, Titans. That would never happen. Mm. As per program. (laughs) Look, I'm going to go. I'll keep you for last, Ollie. Okay. I'm going to go. A demolition job here. I think the Canberra might be put on show. 
they might turn up and uh, do exactly what they did last week. Titans 13 plus, and it's time for the uh, old mate sleeping giant to awaken. He gets a carcass to feast on. I can see two, three tries, a try assist, 47 tackle busts, 273 <laughs> in four minutes, and then and, he does nothing else. Uh, Dave, <laughs> and then he'll lie down because Rupp and I will hit him in the chest or something. So, David Feeder first try. David Feeder, man of the match, uh, and he might dine out on Raiders' carcass, Barney. <laughs> I almost went exactly the same, to be honest, but I can't see Fafita putting in a strong enough effort to get man of the match. Even if he does get two tries, <laughs> it won't be he won't be the best player on the field. Um I just can't get past the Raiders' performance from last week. It was diabolical, as I said on Monday. It was one of the worst performances I've seen in a long, long time of watching football, and I watch eight games of football every <laughs> single fucking week. Um, I can see their back line getting torn to shreds, especially by one D Fafita and a couple of his other blokes in Marzu and Sammy. They could have an absolute field day here. Um, as Look, the Canberra's only hope is if they... Match them in the old. They have to overpower the Titans in the middle, and I'm not sure they can do that. Um, at best, they might break even in the middle, which ends up maybe one to twelve Titans. But I'm going thirteen plus Titans, and Tino I think has been close to the best player for the Titans week in, week out for two the first two weeks. And so I'm going to have him as my man of the match with thirty odd tackles and twenty odd hit ups and. Maybe an offload or try assist, and David Feeder to score the first try at running. Ruck shot over probably poor old um, Schneider <laughs> defending on an edge. <sighs> See, <laughs> the thing is with rugby league, right? A team will put in that bad a performance and then be the against the worst team in the comp, next week. and then yeah. they manage to win a game the next week or whatever, right? And of course, the week after losing by 20 points to the Cowboys, the Raiders have to be versing one of our teams, as in sort of the middle Your of the team. road to below average teams who could p- probably lose to a team like Canberra the week after or the Cowboys. that. Yes. Or the, a, a week or the after, dogs. yeah, losing like that yes. to the Cowboys. So I'm going to back my boys because Jesus Christ, they better win. <laughs> but I'm only going to go 1 to 12. I'm only going to go 1 to 12. Tino, man of the match, because. You can always rely on a consistent effort from him. And overall, yes, he has been the Titans' best player so far this season. Uh, first try scorer, though, I'm going to go Jordan Rapiner. And yeah, yeah. I'm going to be pulling my hair out for a lot of this game because the Titans will either just be losing or just winning, probably in the middle period, like against the Warriors. And all I'm going to be thinking to myself is, how are we not winning by 20 points right now? And they will just manage to eke it out in the end. And uh, that'll be that. I did. Right. My, I did have Jaden Campbell in my mind as a man of the match, just as a. Um, Do we know, need to see something note. from him soon, or is he is he passable? Still? I think if the Raiders backline play the way they did last week, he will absolutely terrorise this backline and just punch holes in them all over the place. He's. He's. It's hard. You know, he's a small guy. He can't do the consistent up through the middle of the ruck stuff like your Tommies and your Teddy, but if you can get him one-on-one with somebody or even on the outside of somebody, he's going to burn him and then either put somebody else away or he'll step back inside him and score the on irony his own. Is that, um, I don't think we've got too many issues to worry about um, Worry about him, to be honest. I think there will be games this year where everyone will be praising him as a superstar and there's going to be games where he goes missing. Um he needs another two or three years in this competition. I've said it ever since he debuted, and I'm still going to say it. And it's rich coming from a guy like me, but I do think he needs to hit the weights a bit. I'd feel more comfortable, like just a bit of, a bit yeah, of muscle, yeah. because right now he's, he's skinny. Well, feels, he's like that the, skinny the comparison like. is it, it feels like uh, Reese Walsh is a. Yeah, he's, he's more built. Yeah, bigger bigger yeah. The bigger size. Yeah. Compared to him. Who, yeah. And it just, it just became, un, I said, I haven't, uh, full disclosure, I haven't watched that game yet, which I mean to. Probably won't. Um, if I get Friday off, I will. Uh, but he, he does a lot of running the line and stopping, going, oh, I don't want to get smashed. And that hasn't happened. That hasn't gone through. But the, what I was going to say is the irony is I think AJ Brimson is actually a really good foil for him. Yes. Because AJ can do a lot of that. Sniffing and, and uh, all of a sudden you got two or three Gets blokes sniffing through, the through line. The, yep. sniffing through and can, can just, just sort of needs to be there in support. Yeah. yeah, so 
they'll come good. They'll come, I'm not, not a doubt. I've, I've got full confidence I'll make the eight, but just interested to see how that all stacks out through the year. We get to Sunday afternoon where Flobs is crying out for a uh, Zoom session. So we might do it on Sunday, but we'll see how it all pans out. But yet I might just come to the pub and watch it here. But Broncos and Cowboys. <laughs> and you probably will. <laughs> fair chance of that too. Broncos and Cowboys. Broncos, APP, and as per program, as they say. <laughs> I'm not quite Don Mosley, am I? But the... Cowboys just bring uh, Reuben Cotter onto the bench for Mitch Dunn, who's gone for the year, sadly. Barney, what are you thinking? You're going to need to set a lot more work now. Mitchell Dunn used to used to do a lot of work for the Cowboys until he's gone down with his injury. Um, Helam, Lukey and Nano are going to have to pick up the slack. Um, Lukey played bugger all minutes last week and wasn't really effective when he was on the field. And Nano missed... 10 tackles and made 15 or whatever it was. So yeah. there's some questions on those, um, the outside edges for the Cowboys. I know they put in a performance and they dusted the Raiders, but as I, I, I wouldn't said, say they put in a performance like... It was a performance. I didn't say it was a good yeah, performance. Yeah. You just <laughs> made it sound like they, were, they You made it sound performed. like they were good or something. I don't know. And they dusted the Raiders, but as I also said, um, that was one of the worst performances I've seen in a long time. The Broncos were in a pretty tough battle with the Dogs um, and got down and got gritty. And if they do that with these Cowboys, they could end up running away and putting a lot of points on this Cowboys team because I'm not sure the Cowboys like to get down and get gritty and play that style of football. So I'm going to go with the Broncos 13+. plus. Man of the match has to be Reynolds if they're going to um, if they're going to put them away and put them away well. Reynolds will be the, the puppeteer, if you like. And Katoni Staggs has not reached any heights at this time of the year and I expect that this game may be the game where he terrorises his op- opposite number and um, gets the first try and possibly another set, two or three after that. Has Staggs been told to focus more on defence in the off-season? Because Quite defensively possibly. he has like well, the whole credit Bronco to that, him. That, that, I will say that try save he did on yeah. the weekend I don't really talk but that was incredible. That but was he, inc- he's still been he making like in 10 plus frame tackles. at the 10 metres and for yeah. him to come up and I'm pretty sure that would have been the the whole thing behind the Broncos training. It it just seems like he's gone the other way because obviously we don't see it as much and we don't think he's playing as well. I don't necessarily think he's playing horribly. He's just putting more effort into his defence and and then it's not. So if you give him the opportunity, he's going to carve somebody apart. Go on. I am. Um, I'm, I'm going to go to the Broncos here because I'm still tipping the Cowboys to win the wooden spoon. Last week means nothing. Uh, means something for Canberra, not the Cowboys. They're still crap. Um, <laughs> I'm g- but I am going to say 1-12 to because four acres derby and all that, whatever. Um, Brisbane win it, though, in the end. I'm going to say Adam Reynolds, man of the match. You've signed him on however much money for the next three years. You expect him to put in a man of the match performance against the Cowboys, so he will. Um, and first try scorer. I'm going to go Katoni Stacks. I... You've both nailed the game. I think... Look, I watched last Sunday night's game and thought that was almost finals level intensity. It was up-tempo. Yeah. Up yeah, there were mistakes. It was up-tempo. There were teams that are having a red-hot crack and teams defending teams having a red-hot crack. I can't see Cowboys playing that tempo footy. If if that's a footy Brisbane in a play all year, and we have said it for a couple of years, that... that but they're now got their missing pieces in place. By all rights, they should wipe this team. The only reason I'm not tipping 13 plus is because we haven't quite seen them just yet hit, oh, yeah, absolutely. get into gear and put yeah. 30 on someone, which could absolutely happen this week. So Broncos 1 to 12. I'm going to say man of the match, Payne Haas, because my God, it's Payne Haas. Have you seen him? He's very good. <laughs> rugby league God. He, he runs like 24. It's mind blowing how good he was. It's mind blowing how good he was in the last 10 minutes last week. And Selwyn Cobo will uh, probably steamroll whoever he's on. Probably Kyle Feld as he holds his Super shoulder and points. falls over and cries. Um, so. <laughs> But looking forward to it, I think Reynolds, I think Reynolds could really use a couple of dinner suit matches where he looks like a genius, and and I think that's coming. Well, this has got to be one of them, right? Like, I feel like oh, it must uh, unless they're versus kick, maybe yeah, kick, like kick the Tigers or someone like kick two forty twenties and get his head wobble on and yeah. all dude like a grade at Adam Reynolds, and then that'll really set him up to go. Hey, we're on here. Four four dropouts, kick every yeah, co- every conversion, and just yeah. just get him him into the flow. And this looks like a 
a nice little warm-up for him. So looking forward to it. I think they're, they're very, very hard to beat. And we finish with Manly and the Bulldogs on Sunday night. Both as per program. Who wants to take this first? This is interesting. I'll go first because guess what? Get amongst it. I'm going to tip the dogs. I really like that form line coming through what I saw last week and I really like the fact that um, the dogs tried very hard and I really like the fact that I think their forward pack can own Manly. And that will set up Matt Burton to do Matt Burton things. He will have a lot of space to run and he might even score a, he might even score a couple of tries here because he'll have space and he'll have his step going. He'll be terrorising uh, old Sabra with his feet for hands... He's gone back to feet fans mode and he'll be having to catch some of those big twirling bombs. And it's going to be... he. They will control momentum. Um, are they perfect? Not by any means, but Manly are very bad and I think this will really expose them. I can see Dogs winning. I can see Matt Burton being man of the match. He'll have his way with this. And I think first try scorer, going to go with old Jack Hetherington barging over ooh, which which um, shitbag centre is on yeah, the... I could absolutely which see side that. I'm trying to think what side he's on. Whichever centre he's playing. Morgan Harper, I think. It's probably Harper. That. He'll take him with him, build his head of steam up and crash straight over. Looking forward to it because I think it'll be uh, a bit of an expose on where Manly are actually at. Oh, I am going to go Manly 13+. plus. Tom Travojevic, first try scorer. Tom Travojevic, man of the match because, my God, right... My prediction is that he's going to be worked out by the better teams in the comp and not put on as good as a performance. But I think after the p- last two weeks, if he can't put something of a Tom Travojevic masterclass on from 2021 against the Bulldogs, then I'm close to putting a red wine through him as uh, final. Is as he a on one leg? He, he's on one leg. Like, if he can't... but, but that's the thing, not, if he I, can't, You could not have watched last week's game where he limped around he, the field yeah, for a, the whole game. But that's the thing. If it'll con- sort of confirm it to me against a team, but I'm sorry, a team that I genuinely think will miss the eight, run run about twelve still. As much as yeah. they've improved, no, no, I yeah. still think no. they're going to run about there. And if Tom Travojevic can't put on his masterclass performance against a team that's going to run twelve, then I'm putting the red line through Manly this early because they need him fit and firing. I'm yeah, man of the match. He probably scores a hat trick, gets a couple of tries. This I am tipping a Tom Travojevic performance from 2021. I'm going all in on this one. If he can't produce that, and if even worse, the Bulldogs are able to work him out and contain him, then Manly is shot. Like, there are big problems at this club if they can't do it against the Bulldogs. To use the old Gumpsters formula, how many players from Manly would make the Bulldogs side? Well, he's one of Obviously them. one. He, he's one Probably of two. them. Let's say DCE probably just... Yeah, they yeah, yeah. Of course, back. of course, of yeah. course. Kepi would make a spot on the bench. Um, Maybe Ola Kawatu would, yeah. make, would get a spot. But then and again, it, it's certain individuals, not a whole... You could argue the hooker. Oh, Marshall King would get a spot in front of Croker at the moment. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, you you could spot. even... Could so you really, say two Travoyevichs and DCE. Mm-hmm. Maybe no, foreign. You, Maybe. Bully Moore at his best. Uh, foreign if you're going to move it, it depends on how it depends on yeah what time so frame really we're looking here. at five versus you've that's probably got point. half that's half to be honest yeah. but you haven't seen anything yeah. near the best out of manly and i know i know the bulldogs defense does seem to have improved but they've played the cowboys and they've played the broncos and neither side threw a lot of attack at them mm-hmm. yeah. it was very up and downs running straight lines i can see a lot of lateral movement coming out of this manly side if they can the the thing is the caveat with that is they need to match the middle, or not even if they do lose it, only slightly lose it. If the dogs steamroll them in the middle, the dogs will win this game. But if Manly can hold or get close to the holding that middle, I can see Manly's outside backs having too much uh, lateral movement for the the Bulldogs' defence to be able to handle. I can see Manly getting away with this game thirteen plus. I don't think it'll be a massive blowout, wow. but I think it'll be. Possibly two to three, oh, somewhere between yeah, two and four tries more than what the Bulldogs can score because the Bulldogs can't score tries. And we'll have DCE as the man of the match. You'll pin them in their corners, make it way too hard for the Bulldogs to get out of their back end as long as they don't give away stupid penalties. And Tommy to score the first try. Does Tommy not need to have a really good performance in this one? Or like sit it out and wait till his injury's better and stop hobbling around the field? Yeah, but well, I, I mean, like. Two. Well, 
Tommy doesn't need to do anything. Tommy's Tommy, but uh, ultimately he's well, he's coming off arguably the greatest fullback season of all time, and now he's just a yeah. he's just a fullback again. Well, well and he can't yeah. he can't make forty seven <laughs> hit-ups again. A substandard yeah. one at the moment. But that's so. the thing. Like I can I can excuse the first two rounds to an extent because they are against well, well two we, of the, the two teams I'm tipping to be in fanta- the grand final. This is this a year, fantastic you know I mean? barometer. But, to know exactly yeah. where Manly are at. Yeah. It's a really good barometer because yeah. we'll know exactly where they're at. Yeah. And uh, to use the old cliche, we'll know more after than we will before. Yeah. Uh, Manly could win by 13. Manly could lose by 13. We'll still it, talk rubbish about it. Yeah, well, it's, 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 it's actually exciting because I think it's going to be a good game of football. Because I, I, I'm actually starting to grow a little bit of faith in the Bulldogs that they've got issues, but they're, they're not going to be... They're going to be the Bulldogs of two years ago, not yeah, last yeah. year. So, yep, well, where Manly will have to beat them to beat them, and I'm not quite sure they can beat them. Let's whip this thing home, eh? Let's yeah. whip this thing home. Oh, All right, I pull the whip to the left hand, we'll change stride, and we'll hit the line <laughs> hard. So we've got to hit straight to disaster class Absolutely to wrap us up. We do, and it's been a disaster for all but Ollie. So, so Ollie, you are here, <laughs> oh, uh, oh Padawan, you... So just Teach a quick us. wrap up, myself, Daggy and Gumpy are two weeks in and we're $100 down. Young Oliver, before he went away for his COVID isolation, had a $40 bet on Newcastle to win 13 plus and is in the positive of $560 at the moment. Well, I'm funnily enough going to go one that actually corresponds with one of my tips. I actually, it's I actually a, it's a can't stretch. wait for the fact that now Ollie's had that. I He's hope you really start thinking properly and well, thinking no, well, this, this one, do, and you just do, yeah. lose every week. Yeah. Well, like this, this, this one backs up one of my tips, but it is a stretch. Yep. I am going to say Tom Trevojevic, um to score at least two tries. Yep. And Manly to win 13 plus. Okay. Wow. A whole 50 on that? Yep. Yeah, beautiful. Okay. I am going to I'm gonna be bullish and go the other way. I'm going to go Titans. Both are over the odds if you're in a back of my head. Titans into dogs, straight head to head, thirty bucks on that, paying nine dollars fifty. It's nine dollars fifty odds. Yeah. So it's about three hundred and nine uh, two hundred and ninety bucks return. I'm gonna go with uh Herbie to keep his hot streak going and score first around a fifteen dollar mark. But you can we probably should pick a you know, if, if one of those fine yeah. corporate bookmakers wanted to sponsor us and yeah, absolutely. tell us where to find these odds. But uh let's say it's around the six 16, I think it's usually about 17 bucks for that. And also going to go with uh, Butcher. Nat Butcher to keep his try scoring streak going. $23 according to TAB. You could probably get, I'm sure you, I'm sure certain you get better Shop elsewhere. Better somewhere else. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Penrith, Cronulla, and Brisbane all to win at 1 to 12. $30 bet on that. Get you $26.50 odds. Mm. It's not a bad little um, three-leg multi yeah, there, I think. Uh, Warriors, Roosters, Storm and Manly all head-to-head and have $20 on that, and that was at four ninety-five. And then Xavier Coates to score the first try at $8. Very good. Very, very good. As I um, we take this home, anything else to add before we head to our uh, well, great weekend of racing? We've got two group ones at Race Hill. We've got some hot... Footy, we got it all happening here. Absolutely, it's going to be a fantastic weekend. So there's some merchandise out there that oh yeah, everybody should probably some. have a look at. Put in frothies, rugby league merch. See you guys back Monday. <laughs> <laughs>